Welcome to another episode of Puka Panta. Just a trigger warning before we start, this episode does contain issues of rape and abuse and details. If this is a sensitive issue for you, I would suggest you don't listen to this one and wait for the next one. I won't feel bad at all. <laughs> Thank you. We're just trying to prioritize your safety. Thank you. From one who says, don't cry. You'll like it after a while. And two who tells you thank you after the fact and can't look at your face. To three who pays for your breakfast and a cab home and your mother's rent. To four who says, but you felt so good. I didn't know how to stop. To five who says, giving your body is tough, but something you do very well. To six who smells of tobacco and says, come on, I can feel that you love this. To those who feel bad in the morning, yes, some feel bad in the morning. And sometimes they tell you you want it, and sometimes you think that you do. Thank heavens you're resetting, ever setting, and resetting. How else do you sew up the tears? How else can the body survive? Welcome to another episode of Bukabanta. My name is Amanda. I'm your host, and we... On this show, we discuss all the complexities of Nigerian life from politics to culture and environmentalism. Join me on this journey as we continue to grow and educate ourselves to be better people for our country. The poem I just read was by Isar Daly. She's a Nigerian Jamaican poet, and it basically talks about sexual abuse. So today's episode, I decided not to start with a song rather a poem, hearing from voices of people who have suffered from sexual, domestic, gender-based violence. <sighs> For those of us that are following the stories going on in Nigeria right now, so much is happening. We have raping pastors and slapping senators. Think of, like, hashtag movements. Hashtag... <laughs> what did I say? Think of the hashtag MeToo movement, but against politicians and pastors. These past two weeks have been very hard for a lot of people because we are reminded again and again that Nigeria does not care about women. When I say Nigeria, I mean the government, the systems, the patriarchy, the culture. Nigeria constantly silences women of abuse. Our culture almost encourages victim blaming and rape apologists. He's a man of God. How can you spoil someone's career like that? Don't you know that rape is serious? <laughs> These are the kind of questions that people ask. One of the hardest parts is that with social media, we're seeing that a lot of people today still don't understand the complexities of assaults and issues like this. They don't consider it to be an injustice. And it's not that social media is just targeting... Um, it didn't just bring out the old people. It didn't just bring out like people from previous generations making noise about how all oh, these young girls of today don't have respect or this is not how it was in my time. Social media brought out the nastiest and the most vile people who are going out of their way to shame abuse survivors. And it's not just the older generation, like I said, that we would expect this kind of rhetoric from. It's from us, the young people, the future leaders. We are showing ourselves and our ignorance in these streets Let's start by going over some highlights of stories that have been making headway. 
So the first thing that really sparked this was Busola Dakolo, a photographer, and the wife of musician Timmy Dakolo, who came out in an interview and revealed that she was raped by, what's his name? Biodun Fato, whatever. Biodun, Pastor Biodun, <laughs> of Koza Church, before he was. He was a pastor, but he wasn't a pastor of Koza at that time. He basically groomed, not groomed, coerced his way, slithered his way into her life, visiting her family, getting them very involved in the church, and ended up forcing himself on her and raping her, even having the nerve to tell her she should be happy that a man of God is doing this to her. At this time, he was engaged. and had just, He had just gotten married to his wife when he raped her the first time. And then the second time, he invited her over to her house, over to his house again to help out with his new wife with their then new baby and raped her again. Um, Busola is only coming out to talk about this maybe 13 years after. She was scared. She was ashamed of what had happened to her, not wanting to bring any unnecessary attention to herself, to her family, not really understanding what had been happening until, like, process and pause. Being said, when he was raping Busala, she was a minor, right? After she finally reported it to the church, even then, she reported it then to the leaders of his church. And they were all, oh, Biodun is a reformed cultist. He's this. He has so much to lose. Keep it quiet. Don't tell your parents. This is this. We'll help him. We're helping him in the church. He's getting better. All these things. She reports it. Nothing basically happens. And eventually she is able to leave that situation. What is sad in this whole thing is that it's not surprising, right? Religious leaders raping people and being violent towards women is not a new story in Nigeria. This is like, it's almost a joke at this point because it doesn't surprise us anymore. And the fact that people are coming out to support this pastor is wild. Like, it shocks me still. And I've been on social media hearing and seeing and looking at everything that's been going on, and I'm shocked. Like, the way it shocks me, I don't even know that I can explain because it's people that we know. It's people that we know that are saying these things that could literally end someone's life. And people don't understand how important it is to listen and to shut up sometimes and just listen to people and hear what they're saying. If you don't support, just shut up. But don't go out of your way to bring someone down who is taking so much courage to speak up for something else. And because Busola has spoken up now, there's so many other people that are coming out and are speaking up about abuse from other religious leaders, about other acts of domestic violence, of about so many other issues. And I'm so happy that so many women are coming forward to talk about this right now.
will have ex will have experienced sexual violence at least once. And 30% of women in Nigeria have experienced some type of gender-based violence, whether rape or domestic. 30%. Do you know how many people are in that country? That is a lot of people. Alright? And it's so common, but yet, no, you don't hear about it from anyone. Which is what I think is, like, wild. How don't we hear this? And, like, our culture, because we're so into, like, respect and religion and all these things, we allow those things to cover up what is right and what is wrong. Rape is not something that you learn is wrong. Rape is always wrong. Sexual assault is always wrong. There's no conditions, there's no situations where it's permissible. It's always wrong, every single time. The fact that you can go... I went to a church, <laughs> and they were doing, like, a Bible study thing on rape. And there were, like, causes of rape. And the first thing on the list was wearing short skirts. I was like, in 2018? No, 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 no. And then if you make noise about it, the next thing they'll ask you is, oh, have you been raped before? What if I have? <laughs> what if I have? Is that the only reason why I should be outraged at the fact that you are saying that the victim is the number one cause of the rape? No. Haba. No, 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 we can't do this. <laughs> this country, we need to change. The only thing that causes rape is a rapist. If you learn nothing from today, if the only thing you learn from today is this, we would have achieved something. The only thing that can cause rape is a rapist. I feel like a lot of people in Nigeria think that rape is about, not just in Nigeria, a lot of people who are ignorant about rape in general, think that rape is about sex. It's not. It's not at all. Rape is always about power. It's always about seeing yourself and your satisfaction as more important than someone else's safety and using whatever power you have to exert that kind of pressure on someone. It's never about just sex because you can always just have sex with someone. People are having sex everywhere. You never, it's never, it's never the last resort that you have to force somebody to sleep with you. People are always willing to have sex, always. There's always someone willing to have sex with you, consensually. But you feel like your desire or your whatever is more important than that person's right to say no or yes. And that is like the bulk of the problem. The main desire to see yourself or your satisfaction as more important than someone else's life you're in trouble, <laughs> and you have to stop. You have to stop whatever you're doing, because that is insane, okay? I was on Twitter um, this yeah, two days ago, and someone was talking about how someone called into some radio station in Lagos, and was like, what is even the big deal about rape anyways? <laughs> that like, they know people say that rape is bad, and rape is bad, yes, but what is it about rape that is bad? I could not believe that people were asking that question. On one hand, I'm like, at least you're asking. So we know that you're ignorant. But I'm like, if this is the one that you're asking, what is the one that you're not asking? Because if you don't know this information, I don't know how to help you. So I said, okay, let's sit down and actually talk about why rape is bad. Anyways. 
rape is bad. Not just rape, any kind of sexual violence or assault is bad because you take away someone else's rights. Anytime you think your rights are more valuable than someone else's rights, you're doing a bad thing. Whether it's your right to live, your right to religion, your right to freedom of speech, every time you take your rights above someone else's, you're wrong. That's just a general rule of thumb for everything, right? So what rape is, for people who don't know, is any form of non-consensual sex. So it doesn't mean that you have to jump out of a forest to rape somebody and pin me to the ground and do all these things. Rape can just be like, I'm not in the mood right now. And you're like, oh, no, but Amanda, oh, no, but Amanda. I said, I said no. Or maybe I didn't say no, but I was just drunk. And I couldn't say no. If you ever have sex with somebody who is unable to say no or says no, and you still have sex with that person, you just raped that person. It doesn't have to be blood and whatever, whatever, whatever. It's still rape, <laughs> and you just raped that person. If someone did not willingly have sex with you, even if I wanted to have sex with you in the beginning, and then I changed my mind in the middle, and you continued, rape. Yep, rape. If me and you had planned to have sex this entire time, and right at the the climax of everything, I was like, you know what? No, thank you. And you continued because, haba haba, <laughs> we're already here. Rape and jail. Yeah, that's the, that's the consequence. It's so dumb. If you don't know what consent is, let me just define it, just plainly. Consent is a voluntary agreement between two or more people to engage in sexual activity. It must be clear, informed, voluntary, sober, and act person-specific. So just because I consent to you yesterday doesn't mean I consent to you today. Okay? It must be ongoing, it must be mutual, and it must be active and come directly from the individuals engaging in the sexual contact. It is impossible to get consent from children, those close to the age of children, and peer experimentation exceptions. Okay, so if, depending on the country you're in, there are ages where consent can be done with someone younger than you or something like that, if, they're, if you're both minors. But besides that, Someone has to, keywords, (laughs) keywords. It must be clear, informed, voluntary, sober, ongoing, mutual, and active. And it must come directly from the persons engaging in the sexual act. Okay? Anything that is against anything I just said is sexual abuse. And you cannot do that. You cannot rape children. You cannot rape animals because they cannot consent. You cannot rape somebody who is dumb and cannot physically tell you no. And you say, okay, but they were here. No, rape, abuse, jail. Okay? Consent has to be enthusiastic. Like, I have to be screaming yes from the top of my lungs. You have to, everything, if you have a sliver of a doubt that I may not want to have sex with you, then don't have sex with me. That's what I'm saying, right? 
Sexual abuse is not always just with an adult and a child. It's with children and children. It's with husband and wife. It's with... I was at the same church (laughs) where they said shots get because it's rape. Pastors were literally like, oh, a husband cannot rape a wife. I was like... And then one choir boy stood up and was like, well, if a girl is in my room... And she's starting to well already. And she's taking a shower. What does she expect? What do you mean, what do you expect? How about maybe she wants to be clean? Is that an option for her? You know what? Is that an option? Do I just want to take a shower? Do I need to have sex with you because I want to take a shower? Like, Nigerian culture makes you feel like a man's image or desire is always more important than a woman's life. Always. Every single time. If I don't say yes, only yes can mean yes. Don't you understand? I, I'm so heated at this kind of thing. Every time I see these things, I'm so mad. And people think, oh, she's so mad because she was once assaulted. I was not once assaulted. <laughs> and I shouldn't even have to defend whether I was assaulted or not. Because it's wrong either way. And you should see these things and be as mad as I am. Even more mad. Because these things happen every single day. Okay. Every single day, someone is raped. Every single day. Not one person. Thousands. Thousands of people are raped every single day. Think about that. Okay? And you're most likely to be raped. Most people who are raped are raped by people that they already know. Family members. Leaders. Teachers. Friends. It's hardly ever the scenario that we think rape is in our heads where someone jumped out of a forest in the middle of the night to rape you. That scenario is very rare. It happens, but it's rare. Most assaults happen with people who you know, you see every day. They will come to your house and eat dinner, or they live in your house. It could be your parents. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's wild. It's, it's really wild, the things that are going on in Nigeria. And no one is, like, people are making noise, but then I feel like on one hand, we all know that, like, nothing is going to happen. Pastor Biodu has taken a little leave of absence, and he'll be fine. That's what's the saddest thing. He will be fine. I don't know. I don't know how that makes me feel, is that this man will still go free. Okay. He will still go free. I was looking through to see what the laws of rape were in Nigeria. And the laws are so problematic. You know? So the basic gist of it is that rape is non-consensual sexual intercourse where a man has sex with a woman without her consent. In Nigeria, technically, apart from Abuja, only women are capable of being raped. Do you know how problematic that is? One in ten men in Nigeria are raped. Every one in ten men in Nigeria are raped, have have experienced sexual violence before. So the fact that none of them will ever be able to come forward until the law changes is insane. We keep shaming victims. We keep thinking that a man cannot be raped because what he's a man. What is it? What does that mean? What is that even? Who, 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 man. We need to change so many things about this country and it's stressing me out. Because we're running out of time. Because I feel like 
if we don't start treating things like Loki right now, we will all, they'll kill all of us. They'll kill all of us. Because what's going on, right? The criminal code is acceptable in some states. We have so many different, this is the thing with Nigerian constitutions that stresses me out. We don't have like a general one. We have a constitution, yes. But the law isn't always applicable in all the states. So the criminal code is accepted in southern states, and the penal code is accepted in northern states, and the criminal laws of Lagos govern only Lagos. And then Abuja has the Violence Act Against Persons Prohibition Act, and uh, and there's some act states that still have legal child marriage and legal. Um, what are we doing? Like, I don't understand. It doesn't even say, it's like, it's so specific that, like, it's almost impossible to report. Like, just look at the criminal laws of Lagos. Uh, not just the criminal laws, all the three rape laws. Rape can only occur when the vagina of a woman is penetrated. That means that anal unlawful sexual intercourse is allowed. It must be vaginal penetration rape <laughs> to be persecuted in Nigeria, which is so dumb because where are we? Sexual violence occurs in so many areas from pictures, people leaking pictures online to touching people inappropriately to flashing people inappropriately. I was on Twitter one, and one girl was like shielding herself from the rain in some store and this man whipped his whole <laughs> his whole penis out to show her what, what the hell? Why? You can't, it's... <clears throat> wow. Under the penal code, just going over like some tidbits from like the laws. Under the penal code, sex with a girl under 14 years of age or who is of unsound mind is rape. What are we defining? Like the vagueness of this issue. We're too vague in our laws or too specific. Too vague where everything can be questioned and then too specific where nothing can be questioned and if it doesn't fall under those specific categories, it's thrown out. What does of unsound mind mean? And why is it 14? Why is that the age for the penal code, which is applicable in northern states? So because, so basically, this, this is what they used to say, oh, well, she knew what she was doing, all these fast girls. <laughs> she was 14, so she knew what she was doing. She cannot know what she's doing if she's 14. She's literally a child. These are the same things that allow child marriage. Because clearly, she's not, she's of sound mind, so she must have known and she must have consented because she's of sound mind. What does sound mind mean? What does unsound mind mean? I'm very confused at the way like we're treating, it just goes to show, man, women are always a commodity in Nigeria, at least until we change things. And I don't know how, I don't know when things are going to be better. I honestly don't know. And it's stressing me out. It's stressing me out a lot. A lot. And it's not like we have systems in place that can correct this issue, like, immediately. This is going to be, like, simple things like changing the Constitution takes so much time. We don't have systems in place. We can't trust anyone. That's why it's so hard for people of assault, victims of assault, to even come out and say anything because everyone is against you. Every, literally everybody. 
the police is not on your side because they ask you stupid questions. Where were you? What were you wearing? What were you doing there? How, how did, why didn't you report it since? We have statutes of limitations on timelines. We have people who can't come forward because they don't have... Um, we don't even have rape kits. So, like, what's evidence? It's always he said, she said. And then you have women who will come out and also go out of their way to make situations unsafe for other women. Take, for example, our resident ITK of Nigeria. Kemi, Kemi Olu, <laughs> what's her name? Olu, Olu Lawyer, Auntie Reporter, Reporter of Life, Braggadocious. This woman is one of the worst people I have ever seen in my entire life. She's always, always negative. She has, I've never seen her report something that has helped anyone. Literally never. I've never seen her stand up for anything that is good. I have never seen her stand up for anything that supports whoever is being in, treated unjustly. Why did this woman leak the woman of the the face of the woman that wanted to be anonymous who came forward and reported Biodo? You don't go out and say she wanted to be anonymous from this media, but not from my media. She wanted anonymity. You don't know why she wanted anonymity. You don't know what kind of situation she is in. You blast her handle and her face all over, and her full name, all over Twitter and Instagram. And you think your reporter to your cause is justified. You don't get to put your needs over someone else's rights. She has a right to anonymity. You are perpetrating the same systems that we are fighting against. And people keep talking like, oh, these women are just making mad noise, man, because... It's, it's, it's not that big of a deal, blah, 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 blah. You cannot literally go out of your way. You don't have to do this. Nobody sent you. Nobody called you. Okay? Nobody has to sit down and talk with you because you're a reporter. You don't, nobody owes you the, anything. They don't owe you an interview. They don't owe you a story. They don't owe you a confession. They don't owe you anything. Okay? And if you behave like this, you weaken the person's arguments. Because the majority of the people in Nigeria are on your side, are also against the victims. You cannot treat people as a commodity, as a means to an end. And it pains me that these people, someone like Dr. Kemi, who gave her a doctorate degree? <laughs> Where did she get it from? I want to know. She is such, such special trash. I don't even, special grade A trash. This woman, oh my God. I, one, the, one of the things that I'm happy about with this whole issue is that I, more people are coming out. More people are coming out and talking about it, and people don't want to see it die down. People are talking about acts of violence and abuse, and other people are coming out with their stories, and people are making it seem, and are making us see that this is an everyday issue. It's not something that only happens to poor, uneducated women. It happens to women with degrees, women who are doctors, women who are educated, women who have families, women who are old or young, children. It happens to all of us, all. And it's so, it's so sad and it's so shameful that we have a system that will literally do anything possible to fight for the accused rapist or abuser rather than doing everything possible to help the victim. Even if it comes out that the victim was lying, 
at least you helped the victim or the person who appeared to be the victim. Who cares if they're lying? <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand and I don't have answers and I don't know what is going on. I don't know. Let's take another break, man. Since we all came from a woman, got our name from a woman, and our game from a woman. I wonder why we take from a woman, why we rape our women, do we hate our women? I think it's time we kill for our women, time to heal our women, be real to our women. And if we don't, we'll have a race of babies that'll hate the ladies that make the babies. Since a man can't make one, he has no right to tell a woman when and where to create one. So will the real men get up? Okay. The good thing is, Pastor Biodo has stepped down, at least. He's no longer the pastor of this church. But we will not forget that they paid people to counter-protest the protesters with 10,000 naira each. That's how much it costs to destroy a woman's life in Nigeria. 10,000 naira. 10. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. 10,000 naira is all it takes to go out of your way to destroy a woman's life in Nigeria. To make situations unsafe for women costs 10,000. 10,000. That's it. That's 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 how much it costs. Your life, my life, all the females' lives. Ten thousand naira will convince anybody in Nigeria to change their mind on rape. What pains me is that people only see rape as a big deal when it happens to someone that's related to them. We have to stop empathizing with women only when we put them in the shoes of our family members. I, you shouldn't have to put put your sister in my shoes or your mother in my shoes or anyone in my shoes to empathize or to recognize injustice when injustice is happening. If the only time you care about women is when the women are related to you or are created in a scenario that makes them related to you, then you don't actually care about women. That's it. That's where I want to end on this rape issue. And for the uncle that said he doesn't know the big deal, you know what? Leave that man first of all. Under that comment, there was someone that said, um, what did he say? He said, him too, he's also confused that in fact, when it comes to consent, what is the difference between sleeping with a prostitute and raping a woman? I said, my goodness, how can we be saying these kind of things? I had to ask him, I asked him under the thing, I said, uncle, is your brain made of tool? Is it tool they used to mold your cerebellum? Is that it? But I still had to answer the question because I feel like deep down he was actually confused. He wasn't just talking for talking's sake. So, the difference between raping a prostitute, a woman and sleeping with a prostitute is consent. <laughs> you walk up to a prostitute and you ask her if you can sleep with her. She gives you a price. You agree to the price. You sleep with her. You pay her her money. The exchange of money is consent. She has to agree to sleep with you to sleep with you. You have to agree to the price to sleep with her. Everybody is actively agreeing to have sex. 
Rape, on the other hand, is always theft. You're always stealing something from somebody when you rape them. When you do things without consent, you are always stealing. Rape is always theft. Think about it like that, okay? Prostitution, on the other hand, can be consensual. I don't know that it's right. I know that it's not right. But it's not rape because you are consenting to sleep with somebody to pay them. There's an exchange of something that implies consent. If the price of your shirts in the market is 20 naira and you go and you give them 10 naira, the store people will not sell it to you because they do not consent to the price that you are giving them. They consent to the price of 20 naira. And so when you bring 20 naira, they give you the shirts because that is what you guys have agreed the price is. You agree to pay 20 naira for the shirt, they agree to sell it for 20 naira and not less than. Raping somebody is like running into their store and clearing them out. <laughs> you didn't ask for anything. You paid nothing. You did nothing. They gained nothing. And you have everything. That's where I want to end on, on the rape issue. Now, let's talk about our slapping senator. <laughs> this is the funniest thing I have seen in a while. Only Nigeria, only us will have a slapping senator. What? <laughs> if you don't know what I'm talking about, let me pull him up. Senator Elisha Abo was caught on video beating a woman or the sales clerk of a sex toy shop or whatever. Our humble senator, apparently, this was before he it was back in March, before he became a senator beat this woman, slapped her. He was with police officers with him. So also the police officers who were with our senator did not defend the woman and did not stop the senator. They just stood there and watched him beat this woman. Only in Nigeria, only, only here is this a real thing. And then when this video was leaked, our senator apologized, stating that as a follower of Christ Jesus, he is sorry. <laughs> Uncle, it's not only Christ Jesus. Eh? It's Lucifer Satan. If I don't slap you. <laughs> so slapping is your hobby. Eh? Mr. Senator. Bye-bye, Elisha. Slapping is your hobby. You slap in your free time. Apparently, what I want to question is not even that. Of course, Elisha is slapping people, but Elisha was slapping people before he was a senator. Before he had the power of the country behind him, he was slapping random women. What is Elisha doing now that he has the entire country's power behind him on his shoulders? Who is he slapping? At this point, he's killing somebody. Because if you can slap me when you have nothing, by the time you start gaining everything, you might as well cut off my head because there's no way I'll survive with you. Let me just give you a brief synopsis on this Senator Elijah's life. Because he did not start today. This was not an isolated incident. Apparently, Mr. Elijah had a wife previously and beat her to death. Okay? He had a wife that he had beaten to death and had two other wives that have run away because he was beating them too much. 
let me just let you know. I don't know what the process is for vetting in Nigeria, but I think we need to tighten it a little. Because <laughs> if we can pull out this story so quickly on Instagram and Twitter, that means this is public knowledge. People have not seen it, Elijah. People know his track record. His first wife died <laughs> from battery. Okay? He killed her. But he's our senator. I question the people of Adamawa. And I also question our system, our political system. Because how, how did this man get into power at all? And what is he a senator of? Like, oh, God, Nigeria. <laughs> where are we and where are we not? Eh? Who is this man and how did he get in here in the first place? I'm tired of Nigeria systems being incompetent. I'm really tired of them. Because somebody like this should not even be close, should not even be considered. How did he get there? Who, who, who nominated him? Who, who allowed him? Who voted? Who appointed? Who, what did they do and who did it? Who do we blame? Because I feel like Senator Elisha showed us who he was. He has always been trash. It's not new information to us or to him. Or to his new wife that says she believes her husband. The fact that she believes him when the video is staring at her in his face that we see him slap this woman multiple times. Only goes to show that they are also beating that one in the house too. And she's scared. So she also believes him in the face of footage. Senator Elisha, Uncle Elisha showed us who he was from the beginning. We always knew his story. And I'm seeing all the politicians come out and say, oh, I've known Elisha very well. But the law has to be, shut up. You knew Elisha very well. You knew he was beating his wife. You knew Elisha was an abuser. And you allowed Elisha to get into power with all the influence that you have. You are also the problem, Mr. Atiku. You are also the problem. Elisha showed us who he was. And we ignored it. So the issue isn't that people don't think that Elijah is wrong for beating this woman. It's that we see that Elijah is beating women and we are fine with it. That's what is the issue. We're fine with it. We're fine with the fact that he killed his wife. We're fine with the fact that he beat the other two away. We are fine with the fact that he's beating the one now. And we are fine with Elijah beating women. This is something that we have accepted. In the same way in the States you say, oh, I'm not racist, but I support Donald Trump. Yes, you may not be racist, but you're fine with his racism. And when you accept that racism is not that bad of an issue for you to say, we're not supporting this person anymore, you become what you fear. You're not racist, okay? In the same way, you're not sexist and you're not an abuser but you feel like abusing somebody is not that big of an issue to destroy someone's career over, then you're abusing people because you're perpetrating the system that is abusing people and you are keeping people who are abusing people in power. Yes, you may think, oh, Pastor Biodun raped Busala and raped some other women, but should he lose his ministry? Is he not a man of God? Should the church suffer? Just because Pastor Biodun raped somebody doesn't mean that his whole ministry should go out of the door. Why are you willing to learn about God from a rapist? Is there no line? <laughs> you don't draw the line at rapists, at rapist pastors? You, that's not where your, your line is not there? Because my line has been there 
has been before rape. Has been, if you look to the left too many times, you're out of my book. But to some of us, Pastor Biodun is fine. <laughs> I mean, we're living largely, Pastor Biodun. Koza, happening church. Why should the church suffer because Pastor Biodun is a rapist? Why should the church thrive when Pastor Biodun is a rapist? That's the question I want to be asking. Man, I don't even know. Shabri people were saying you wanted long episodes. <laughs> this is a long one. It's a long one because Pastor Biodun is raping people. And Senator Elisha is slapping women. And it's just a regular Thursday in Nigeria. Isn't it wild? Is it not insane? Hmm. I don't know, man. The good thing is Senator Elisha has been arrested. <laughs> so thank God for that. Biodun steps down. The other rapists and beaters, we're waiting for them. Because it's becoming too much in this country. And people are tired. And people are not smiling. And people are fighting. Because we cannot continue like this. It's, it doesn't help us. It doesn't help anyone. Let's just, let's try to do better. When it comes to these issues, even though you may not know firsthand, I think the best solution would be to just listen first. Listen to what people are saying first. Watch the videos first before you make comments. Or before you make a comment, think about how that comment would affect the person who is the victim. And think about how your comment is playing into the systems that are at, at work. Okay? Before you say Busala is lying or Pastor Biadun has been a good man before, before you support the, vic- the abuser, why are you supporting the abuser? Why do you feel the need to defend somebody who is raping someone else? Why is your first in- instinct not to uplift the victim? And if you're noticing that your first instincts are not to uplift the victim and fight the injustice, then you need to think about what you value in society and what you value as a person. Because if you don't value people and justice and people's safety, then you don't value your own. And if it ever happens to you, it would be like a boy who cried wolf situation. And it's sad because no one should have to live through that. And you shouldn't have to wait until it's your family member or it's your sister or it's your brother or anything before you stand up for injustice. Injustice is injustice. It's wrong everywhere. And freedom means standing up for injustice. Being enlightened, being woke, means standing up for injustice. And if you cannot stand up for injustice when you see it, when it happens to you, people won't stand up for you. You have to be the change that you want to see. And the first thing to do is to make sure that you're not perpetrating systems that are keeping people enslaved. If you made it this far, thank you for listening. <laughs> this has been a wonderful episode of Book of Banta. My name is Amanda. I'll catch you on the next one. Have a wonderful day. Don't rape anybody. And please, let's slap you not be your hobby in Jesus' name. Amen.